The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 279. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, <laughs> alongside the dancing, no taxation, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello. And next to him, Powerhouse, man formerly known as Ryan Clements. Hey, what you man? Come back here now. Welcome to back to the podcast. Somehow, uh, the internet's number one PlayStation <laughs> podcast here on IGN.com. We post podcasts beyond every Tuesday. Thank you for downloading it. Rated us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, but we'll get to that in a few dozen in minutes. Few dozen. <laughs> <laughs> so you are jumping the gun big time. Oh, I'm feeling good. Woo, Look at us. A good We're show. yelling. We're doing yeah. some stuff. We're all happy. Goldfarb at Dice. He's on his way to Dice, which of course stands Andrew for Clements. Huh? Dice stands for? Uh, the Digital Industries Circulation of Entertainment. Up until circulation, I was with you. I was believing you. <laughs> Developer something conference exposition. Developer intelligent. Circumcision. <laughs> English. Cock English. Love me some cock English. It's, it's, no doubt you know, it's one of those. I uh, actually don't know. I mean, if you couldn't tell, I don't know what that is. I think we all just for. proved that we have no idea what no, that no, stands no for. I'll Google it while we start the show with what is and forever will be. <gasps> Time for some news. Cock a doodle do. A little turkey sound there. Yeah. What if I just dropped my flash drive in your wall? <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> Throw it at the camera. Yeah. Ooh. Number one. Yeah. There are seven items on the list. Okay. The most pivotal of all the items is last. Okay. Number one. Oh, this is so dumb. Dice is design, innovate, communicate, entertain. Dumb. I like oh my god, I was English right. better. I was almost entertain. I said entertainment at the end. I thought you were going to say anus. <laughs> Sound like you were about to say anus. <laughs> it actually did sound like I was about to say. Anus. Cock English is better. So. I'm, I'm reading a little bit more to find it. Yeah, English is better. I'm reading a little bit more to make sure that isn't just something. No, no, that's what it is. Number one. I don't feel bad not knowing that. Okay. Rumor has it that Saints Row 4 might be a current generation game, and strangely, it may come out in August. Deep Silver, the publisher who purchased the rights to the series from THQ, though they've... Uh, pu- Deep Silver, the publisher who purchased the rights from THQ, hasn't yet confirmed anything. Word on the strange news comes by way of the original game's director, Chris Stockman, who tweeted at IGN with the information. Thank you. Thank All developers you. do that. Yo, SP, I know you got PS4 secrets burned in a hole. <laughs> Just go ahead. Send them on our way via yeah. tweet. 
I publicly tweet <laughs> I <laughs> where all up. people can see. Here's an exclusive for you at three in the morning. <laughs> we're, all, we're all scooped. <laughs> I enjoy uh, I enjoy Saints Row three, so that'll be cool. I I actually uh, reinstalled that Saints Row. I was messing around with it a little bit. Yeah, Still so good? much fun. It's just so much fun. I thought. All right, and I know you guys don't like that they're PC gaming, but let me tell you what. I reinstalled Saints Row thinking, I'm just going to start over again because this is before I got my new hard drive. So I thought, yeah, I lost. I probably lost everything. Boom, Steam cloud saves automatically nice. had everything all synced up. I reinstalled it. I was suddenly just back in my game. I was like, what is going on? When Colin, this is, this when, is the future. When Colin killed my PS3 with a Soprano disc, I was surprised by the number of saves that I had up on the PS3 cloud. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, man, thank God this was here for me. Mm. Now, I got, you say you, know, you guys don't like that PC gaming. I mean, I say as a joke. I got some news for you here. You you are ready for March fifth, aren't you? Yes. Okay. We're thirty days from SimCity. Yes. It's right around the you corner. You can see you can you can read thirty days before SimCity on IGN.com. You sure can. Here is the pro- here's the interesting not problem. I oh, guess, okay. But everybody's tweeting at me nonstop about February twentieth, February twentieth, the NYC event. Oh my God, the review of the PlayStation Four. I am so legitimately more excited for SimCity yeah. than I am. And I think I've thought about it over time, and I think what it's come down to is that. I'm just I'm getting SimCity. I'm not getting information about SimCity. I'm gonna have a game to play, a game that I yeah. bought a PC for, a game I've been waiting over a year for. You know right. what I mean? Whereas I'll, on the 20th, it's gonna be great. We're gonna learn about PlayStation Four. Yeah, uh, but then I'm gonna have time. to wait another what six, nine months, something like that. <coughs> yeah, that's no good. No, no that's no good at all. But you get SimCity right away on March 5th, right and you get away. to use the really high quality uh, software of Origin, EA's Origin. Yeah, service. a lot of people were bitching at me because I I downloaded on Origin. They're like, "Oh, welcome to the hill. You shouldn't have done that." Blah blah. blah. I'm like, well, no, I mean, it's fine. I'm not gonna go buy a store. I mean, I don't have a. I don't. I haven't had a problem with it. I, yeah. It's just not. It's not really where Steam is. Mm, so mm, okay, that's okay. All right. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see it improve over time. I just, I just want this one. Maybe it'll crash and burn. That's all. I want. Oh, you'll, you'll yeah, you'll get it to work. It'll all be right. fine. All right, good. If you don't, I'll just I'll drive all the way from Oakland. Thank you. Back to your apartment. Well, Charles and we'll go to Underdogs. Block, so I could just probably get Charles. All right. I miss I miss our, our taco shop. By the way, I need to roll mm, back there with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's a bunch of new faces at the taco shop. I don't like it. All right, it. let's uh, let's just talk about it real quick because sure. it's a PlayStation podcast. It's the number one PlayStation Our taco podcast shop on the that we Underdogs. really like, Underdogs, Irving and Nineteenth, Irving and Nineteenth, fantastic place, fantastic place. Correct. This is not the organic sausage joint. Not this is the, the taco shop. Right. It's what it's Nick's Tacos at Underdogs. If yes. you're ever trying to, or the taco shop at the Underdogs. The taco shop at Underdogs. Anyway, there are a few people that worked there that I was very fond of. I want to know. How many of them are still still around? I want an update. Have you have you been have been bit through there recently? I yeah, mean, what's I mean, I the go word? There like once or twice a month now. It's they raise their prices. I'm not going there anymore. Really, um, you're you're voting with your wallet. That's that's correct. Um, How badly have they raised their prices? I'd say substantial, pretty like twenty percent, maybe. Whew. I've never noticed. Okay. <laughs> you could, I, hammered. I couldn't even tell you what a burrito cost before or now. Future, I don't know how much I'm paying. You just, you just sign that check. I just throw. I just, yeah, I just sign blank checks. Yeah. I'm like whatever you know gets remember, me on the sexual harassment charge. Remember here. blank check? That was yeah, a, that, great was a, that was a great movie. Mr. McIntosh was the fictional boss. You remember? Remember blank check? I do. I actually did. See, that is one movie that you can reference. I did see the it. The kid's bike gets run over. The guy, the thug He's is like, like oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> check. No, good. I, I gotta go. Then, I've done everything but the amount. <laughs> Give it to your father. Uh, and then he only fills it in for like, what, a million dollars? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they're like, this is a real check. Look, we have this million dollars cash just sitting here. And no one at the bank was like, this isn't this this account only has $2 million in it. We well, should probably get on the phone. 
Um, anyway, I was just going to ask you real quick. Is uh, the nicest waitress ever, Heather, still working there? Do you know her? She's the one with the tattoos? She has the paw prints on her yeah. back. She's still there. Yeah, she's still she's there. Still there. Yeah. She's so nice. She's a nice lady. I miss my dudes there, uh, Derek and, and, uh, and... Yeah, Derek and Duke were, were good dudes. Okay. The first time I ever went in there... Mad love. Derek, I bought a beer. I paid him with a 10. He paid me back for a 20. And I gave him the money back. And he's like, that's really cool of you. I'm not going to forget that. And he was always really nice to me after that. There you go, man. And uh, what goes around? Yeah, you gotta do the right thing. And now he's gone. I'll never see him again. I love that song. What goes around goes around goes around. I'd like to point out that on the invite to this podcast, I was like, we don't have much time. (laughs) (laughs) We need to start probably one o'clock, and then we've done a ten minute diatribe. I'm like, no, this is what it's all about. This is why kids like this show. Apparently, all right. Yeah, number two. Number two. Here we go. Oh wait, we even quick before we go to number two. Before we even go to number two. Just to address some concerns that people have had about Podcast Beyond. Um, well, there's concerns that I've, I've been dealing with a few people in the comments and you know, on Twitter. The podcast has not changed at all. Everyone's afraid that we're going to start doing like videos and split it up and, and ruin the Podcast Beyond flavor, as it were. And I'm telling you right now that you wouldn't know the podcast was any different if we didn't show you videos of us being filmed doing the podcast. The only thing that has changed is that a camera is now on us. We are sitting. I think it was more of an early on concern, right? Well, read the comments in the in the in, on the last podcast they on, on the emergency podcast beyond. Just that they don't want things to change, that they're well, afraid it's, it's going to change. Yeah, they don't even know that that was like the third one we've been filming. Well, the point I'm trying to not make to is, mention all so far this is two. We're about eight nine minutes into two seventy nine here. None of this is worthy of video yet. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's more. true. So I just don't want you guys to be concerned. We know why podcast beyond is good. It is our podcast. We love it very much. We love you very much. We would never ever change it. So fear not. Fear not, my friends. Number two. Call some of these bitches out. I'm gonna Borderlands two. Borderlands twos. I don't like that. Two plurals. Borderlands twos <laughs> DLC is so popular it will be released on disc. The add-on content pack will come to PS3 and Xbox 360 on February 26th and include pretty much every piece of DLC already released for the game. Though future digital only DLC is still planned. That's cool. I played Borderlands two for about an hour. So actually, I must have misread this story when I saw it on the site. There, it's a standalone disc. That's that what it said. Wow, really? Yeah, our content pack. That's what, that's what it says, yeah. I just thought it was a downloadable pack that it was it was like a No, discount. it's a disc. I mean, there's like, there's pictures of the packs. Like the, you know. Huh. Correct. Crazy, man. Number three. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading this here. Mm-hmm. Guyan-M. Yeah, he's just mistaken. He hasn't noticed. He doesn't, he thinks, I understand the concern that if you just heard in a podcast that we are going to start doing videos more, you'd get all concerned that we were going to break it up and change everything like GameScoop did. It's literally we just film what we already do, and then we break out those conversations. We're not, like, gearing anything towards it. That's why you see me jotting down in the videos what to write down. Yeah. So stuff it up your asshole, you jerk. Podcast <laughs> me up! Never change me! Greg's shirt is coming off. <laughs> <laughs> we should, well, all, do, we should I, all do the podcast shirtless. I hope, that, I hope that's getting on the video. I'll break that clip out for you. Number Ooh. three. The Witcher Goodness. 3 has been revealed and it's a next-gen game. However, considering the first and second game never came to PS3, it's unclear whether the third game will ever meander over to the next-gen PlayStation. It's set for release in 2014 and has been confirmed as the last game in the franchise. It's going to be... Don't care. Oh, man. Stuff be... man doesn't care. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's going to be apparently 30 times larger than Witcher 2 in a completely open world that, quote, rival. I actually am not quoting because I don't have the text, but I'm remembering that he says that it will rival modern day uh, open world RPGs. Modern day small states. As in Skyrim. No, way. <laughs> modern day small With a map the size of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> it will take you 15,000 hours to beat the game. 
you have to walk around there's no there's no like quick travel it is, it is funny that you talk about not caring about the witcher because there's like parts of it that you'd really like no i'm sure i just i don't play pc games but it didn't come out on console it came out on xbox Witcher two. Yeah. Oh yeah i don't have time to sink a hundred i don't got time for that ain't nobody got time Number for four. that PlayStation Home Arcade is coming to the Vita today. Mm. This new app, which is free to download, gives gamers access to a bunch of games from home for $1.49 each. Once you buy a game with the app, you can play it on PS3 via home for free or vice versa. It's a nice idea. Yeah, no I don't trophies. I think it has trophies, though, so no I don't trophies. Care. But Scribble Not a Shooter. shit was given. Scribble Shooter is there, so if you are looking for a good game, get Scribble Shooter. That's funny. Oh, yeah, I remember you, you met those guys, right? Number yeah, f- well, I got a demo for it. I don't, know if it's, I don't think they were the developers. Mm. Number five. Jack Buser and... His friend. Now, Jack Buescher didn't make that game. Whose son was going to Mizzou on a baseball scholarship. I remember Whoa. that. You know all about it. You, know, you say Keep Mizzou, up. I remember. What is, Not your name, but I remember the story. My yeah. name's Mizzou. What's your name? <laughs> the the Missouri uh, whatever. Tigers. tigers. Okay, so the, a guy walked by IGN office recently wearing yeah. a Missouri Tigers shirt, and I almost said, like, hey, I know a guy that goes there. You or went, went there. He's still there. He's been there for <laughs> 17 years. Next time you see one, yell M-I-Z. Okay, and see what happens. They're supposed to yell what back to What if I just get beat, like beaten up? They just pummel me. That'd be awesome. It was a trap, like to see what, where the Miz fans are. Yeah. And then, Greg, speaking of colleges, yeah, I want to give a quick shout out as I did on the video oh, today to the Northeastern University Huskies. Oh, okay. Our they, hockey team. They're doing really well in the bean pool. <laughs> in the beer in the bean pool. Uh, in Boston, every year there's something called bean pot, which is. Um, uh, Boston school bean bop the bean, Korean bean bop. The cur- oh, okay. bean no it's bean pot bean pot b-e-a-n-p-o-t okay because you know bean town is Boston okay. um, and it's a it's a yearly hockey tournament between Northeastern University my alma mater okay. Boston University Boston College and Harvard so and, like all those colleges in that area yeah so all the division one major division one hockey schools in boston got it um and they play each other in a tournament and then there's a bean pot like that you win like a trophy or whatever and northeastern beat bu our hated rivals and we'll be going to the finals to win the bean pot we've won the bean pot only six times um in a very in a very long time it's been going on uh so it's pretty exciting so congratulations i know some people from uh northeastern listen to this podcast uh so go huskies go huskies go that's the champ? No, that's not the champ. Um, very proud of them, though. Very proud. Go, Huskies. Go, Huskies. Go. Reopen your Burger King. Yeah, no. What happened to the Burger King on hunting tonight? When I, I heard that closed down, I was very distressed. I spent, we I are spent, running short on time, I guys. We got to get through the news. We got to We got to reopen that Burger King. God damn. Worked at a Burger King. You guys remember that? I do remember that story. Yeah. You had long hair. You got a mistake. long by hair. A, a, yeah. a guy thought you were a girl. Yeah. After. That was so funny. He felt bad, I'm sure. Number I probably five. probably felt worse. Yes. Number five. I'm, I'm ready. I almost got mistaken for a girl at Olive Garden. <laughs> you did? And the waitress wasn't thinking of me and my mom were out to eat. She's like, what do you need, ladies? And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you just get up. Was, you throw the, the... She immediately... It was like out of her mouth that she apologized. Like she was like, uh, oh, that was our... You know. I've been there. I'm sorry, you ain't no chick. Number five. Oh, you want an ugly lady. Publisher? Well, oh, Jesus yep, Christ. No, this, we're not done yet. <laughs> I remember I called into a Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes. Do you guys remember these? Oh, yeah. This was during a very, very brief... This is new to you guys. This was during a very brief phase when I was really into archery. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was like, archery is the coolest thing ever. And so I think I'm going to 
buy a bow and arrow and practice archery. And so I call it Dick's Sporting Goods, and I'm asking about archery equipment. And after this very long, maybe 10 to 15-minute conversation about checking pricing, seeing what kind of brands they have, like, you know, the availability. The very end, the lady, the lady's like, can I, you know, is that all? And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. And, and, and she's like, all right, well, you have a good day, ma'am. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. And I, I'm like, how so, young were you? Oh, um, man. This must have been high school, I guess. Early yeah. high school. I sounded like a girl when I was on the yeah, phone. Every, yeah, everybody did. Yeah, yeah. Quick, I knew ar- you guys, quick archery story I knew you guys would like that, that one, though. Did I've you put- ever get the equipment? No. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an awesome archer, that's awesome. I want to see that shit. We had, like, an archery unit in high school oh, yeah. at gym. And I all I remember about it is we used to make fun of knocking your arrows. That was a really funny thing to say. But that, like, some of the douchebags in our class, would, like, we had, like, we were in the gym and they had, like, a really high ceiling and, like, you'd aim. And then they would just aim over the last minute and shoot it in the ceiling. And there was, like, the ceiling is, like, 50 feet up or whatever. And so yeah. they were just, and there was, like, a, I don't know, some sort of cloth ceiling or whatever with, like, there's foam. Just the arrows. And there's just arrows sticking <laughs> in it for, like, years from, like, all these douchebags shooting arrows up at it. During so our good. archery union, we did it outside so nobody embedded them in the walls or ceiling right. think, or killed each other, probably. Right. And uh, we shot into this wooded lot on the thing, but then you'd have to go get your arrows at the end of it or whatever. And I'll never forget, there was this girl, it's like freshman year or something, like, and I, you know, I, I'd been flirting with this girl or whatever, and like, you're just dumb, you don't know how you're doing. Yeah. And uh, she was standing, so we're friends already. There's already, there's already a, a you relationship. Already had the friendship. She's not some stranger. Right. Uh, and I walked up, and she was like, we were, she was like on a mound of dirt chips, like looking for her arrow or whatever. I walked up behind her, and I grabbed her, and like, like I was gonna push her over, like as a joke or whatever. But as, when I had, I had her nice and tight by the shoulders, but then her feet got away from her. She just <laughs> fell down on her ass on this dirt chip pile. I was like, well, I'm never gonna talk to you again. This is the end of us ever being friends. Surprise! I thought you were gonna say you were like, just bite I thought you were going to say that you, uh, you like, shot an arrow at her or something. I'm just going to graze her ear. <laughs> that sticks to the back of her thigh or something. I get why they let us play with that boy. I know, hours. right? What is... Especially in high school. Number five. Publisher Deep Silver has revealed that its open-world zombie game Dead Island has sold over 5 million copies across digital and retail sales. Its sequel, Dead Island Riptide, comes out this April. Yay! That's a lot is, of sales. Is everyone what's what's the barometer on Dead Island? In the office, I think everyone is down on Dead Island. I played it for like a weekend, and I was like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Too many I opening gave it an of eight. suitcases. I, I gave it yes, that's one hundred percent true. There's a lot of it. I gave it an eight. I remember really rough opening, but I had a lot of fun in the game. Mm. It never got better story wise or cutscene wise. Who do you voodoo? Who do you voodoo, bitch? Um, it <laughs> doesn't get old. No, it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I liked it, but I feel like everybody else now hates in the office. I'm mm. still excited for Riptide to an extent. Like I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I I know I'll never do it, but I would love to play through Dead Island again on the PS3 because I played through for a review primarily on 360, so there's a ton of trophies for me to get. But then your save carries over to the Riptide. It does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Very Number six. Capcom has revealed that Resident Evil 6 has sold 4.8 million copies so far, though the publisher also admits that the game will likely fall short of its 6 million sold forecast. I never played it. I have no opinion on Resident Evil 6. Mm. Never wanted to. Yeah. I watch other people play it, and I'm like, nope, not for me. Not for me either. And number seven, the most consequential news. Both Sony and Superbot Entertainment have confirmed to IGN that their relationship is officially over. The split came amicably, with Sony noting that Sony Santa Monica will now take over the game's current support and future DLC. Sources at Superbot told me that, contrary to word on the internet, the company will live on for the time being and is currently seeking a new publisher for future projects. Um, I was talking to people at Superbot, um, and yeah, there's rumors going around the internet that they are closing up shop, that that is not true, at least from what I was told. Yeah, and at least for now. Yeah. I mean, who knows? 
Stay classy, writes into beyond at IGN.com, just like you can to be part of the show, and says beyond. 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 Hey, guys, with the recent news of Sony walking away from Superbot Entertainment, probably due to poor sales of PlayStation All-Stars, do you feel that this is due to lack of marketing or rather poor marketing? Is that where, I mean, he's he's making an assumption here, correct? One kind of entails the other, right? Well, before we get to that, I was was out sick yesterday. I'm not 100% briefed on the story. Sony and Superbot, neither of them said it was because of poor sales. No, but it it has to be. I mean, you you would... See, I don't think it is. Like, for me, what it is, is I think there's a... I bet there was a clash between Sony and Superbot over something. That's what I... I think that there was some kind of behind-the-scenes drama here. Because, I mean, with all due respect, is I know we've talked about it and we're about to talk about it now, probably. Exclusives don't sell that well. Let alone Sony exclusives don't sell that well. It's one of those things that always... Oh, that did really well for a PlayStation game. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm. if it's an exclusive PlayStation game, it's not going to move a gajillion units. Sony already knows their marketing is terrible. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of... I don't know what numbers they were putting on All-Stars that... Would then be like, well, we're walking away from you. It wasn't the quality of the game. We all like the game. Not the, the game, the game, is fun. the game, yeah, the game is, is like really good under the hood. It's just it needed, I thought, a better presentation. It seems to me like I think there was something there where there, somebody was unwilling to bend about something. Maybe I think I, th- I think it's that the game didn't Sony sell. bend about something. Oh! Oh! Um, no, I think that the game probably didn't sell well, and I think that it's uh, it is a marketing problem. But I, I understand the caveat in this question. Because I got some people were tweeting at me when I was like, Sony just doesn't market their games, um, and they were like, "Well, there was commercials and stuff." I want you to think about the commercial that was running for PlayStation All Stars on Comedy Central or Cartoon Network, whatever it was. The Robot Chicken one? No, no, not that one. Just making sure I'm on the yeah, same yeah. page. That's yeah. That that the commercial was the live action one. Right now, I want you to take a person who has no idea what PlayStation All Stars is. I want you to sit them on a couch and show them that commercial. I want you to tell them, them to tell you who any of the characters are in the entire game. Sackboy. Kratos, Drake, and, God, and uh, Kratos. Uh, and I want you There's to t- two Kratos is there, I think, mentioned. Kratos, Sackboy, Drake, and Cole. Right. There it is. Uh, cool. And I want you to tell me, or have your person tell you what that game is and what it's about. There was not a lick of gameplay in that ad. No one knows who the fuck Sackboy or Drake it, you know, are, unfortunately. Kids it know was, Sackboy, I think. It wasn't, it wasn't about bad marketing. Uh, it wasn't about lack of marketing, rather. It's about, for that game, it is bad marketing. It's so sad because this game obviously had a little bit of a budget behind it, which is, like, really rare for Sony games these days as far as marketing is concerned. They just totally botched it. And I'm sorry. Like, exclusives don't matter if no one knows that they exist. Right. Like, everyone's making a joke right now. You know, Sanzar's been working on Sly Cooper 4 for fucking three years. No one even has any idea it comes out today. It's a good game. It's a great game. I saw other developers tweeting today, not being sarcastic or mean, just like, holy crap, I didn't know that this came out. Is this, you know, blah, blah, It's like, what are you thinking? I don't don't understand how you can put these games out, put all this money in them, and no one knows they're coming out. It's not right. You know, like, there's something wrong with that. Uh, it's what? like it's like it's like a, a fucking five year old can go in there and, and market these games better. I'm sorry, like it's insane that like th- these games aren't selling. That there's no Sly Cooper commercial. That there's no Twisted Metal commercial. Like I keep saying, Twisted Metal could have been a huge five million selling game last year if there was a goddamn commercial for it. You know, appeal to the older gamer, show them, remind them of when they were in college. Maybe they have something with the kid, the teenage son, and the older dad. And he's like, I remember that game on PS One, and they're playing. There's so many different ways you can go about it. It's like such a no brainer. Instead, you have all these studios make these games, and they just die. It doesn't. It's so infuriating because these none of these games are bad, and that's like what's really most infuriating. A lot of right. these games are great. Yeah, and they deserve and, to be played. Yeah, and no one knows <clears throat> like Starhawk or Twisted Metal or Sorcery, you know, or even Sports Champions Two, Sly Cooper, PlayStation All Stars. You know, it goes on and on and on. These games just come out with no marketing. It's 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 terrible. It's what did you terrible. think of the live action God of War ad? 
It's cool, but like again, like you, like it's on. If you it's, don't know what's if you're not already dialed into that franchise, you don't. It doesn't work, right? No, it doesn't work, and it wasn't on TV. You know, like it's and on the. Well, show, I hold that hope it will be eventually. Like, I, like they're like it's on, it's a Super Bowl ad on the internet. It's like what? <laughs> Just spend the money and put it on the uh, like that. That would have created huge buzz. It would have been awesome if they had an ad yeah during the Super Bowl. It's like what do you guys do? What, what are you doing? You like what? You might as well just shut all your studios down. You know, if it, like it doesn't matter how cool the game is. Think about the Last of Us. Like, you know, Last of Us is going to be really interesting, right? Because yeah. that is such a big game to gamers. Oh my god, look at this awesome post-apocalyptic game. It's from the guys who do Uncharted. Rad. How do you sell that? Like, how how is Sony going to handle marketing that to the average person? Right. Because that's still a game that would sell to a lot of people. Oh, for sure. You, yeah, you know, and people like the road. People like that post-apocalyptic. Oh, Will yeah. Smith has a career out of those movies. He does. But think about, I mean, think about, I've had conversations with people where it's like, you know, if Resistance 3 or Uncharted 3 were on Xbox, those games would have sold like 10 million copies each. You know? And it's like, yeah, because there's just, you know, first of all, that's like, you know, a more ingrained, you know, they get less exclusives over there. They buy games. But also, like, when a game comes out that matters, Microsoft sells it. It's not like a game just comes out and it's just silent after that. When Halo or Gears of War comes out, you better believe that there are going to be ads all over the goddamn place for those games. And and it just shows you that advertising, heavy advertising, sells games that aren't even great games. Like, look at Homefront. Homefront, yeah. Home, like, there were Homefront ads all over San Francisco for months. We, yeah, the entire city was plastered with You know, those and ads. eventually, like, that, those, that game sold three and a half million copies, which is, frankly, more than I think any Uncharted game has sold. You know? Right. So... That just goes to show you that you can't just release these games and just hope that they sell well. Can you imagine how a game like Carnival Island sold or Sports <laughs> Champions 2 or Medieval Moves? Those games combined might have sold like 100,000 copies, maybe. And that's not going to make anyone money. And when these studios are just closing up shop after each of these games comes out, then maybe that's a signal that maybe you should try to sell the game. You what know, about it's an- the uh, PlayStation Vita that are making its appearance in House of Cards? Yeah, I heard about that. I haven't I watched, watched it. it. I, I haven't, I haven't I watched it yet. That's cool, but... It's just like did he turn to the camera and he's like, "No available in retailer near you." No, it's not. It's not. It's it's. He, he's already established that he plays video games. Like he, there's a thing of him in his man cave playing down there, and I think it's Killzone Three. Somebody, somebody tweeted me Killzone Three. I just saw it. I was like, "Oh, first person shooter." Didn't think much about it. Okay, but then yeah, he. So it makes more sense when he gets to. It. He's like, "Is that a PS Vita?" Oh, well, I got a console at home. I use and it's just the way the character talks and leads people into conversations. It doesn't feel totally forced. All right, awesome show by the way. House of, Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, I've heard great. Netflix original. Yeah, yeah. I was heard. I was here. I didn't know it was a remake. Um, yeah, it's some British thing. Right? Yeah, I will say this: when the Call of Duty Black Ops: The Class, I came to Vita, I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised to see commercials for it. But then I was quickly being like, "Oh, what are you doing? You're moving around a building. You make it look like you have to move around to play this game. What are you doing? Why yeah. don't you just show the game?" You know. And, and like, we have firsthand examples, or I guess secondhand examples. Of, we had a friend who came back and told us that, "Oh yeah, my trainer was asking me about it and thought it was a VR game." thought from the way they move around on the rooftop jumping and diving and that it was a first person vr game that you had to move the system to do i was like nope i mean i'll tell you i'll tell you this like sony marketing the last two or three years couldn't possibly be any worse like so it's we'll only see come so, february so it's, only, <laughs> so it's only up from here because it couldn't remotely get any worse than it is right now this is what we always talk about right when we talk you you've brought up uh, ecosystems before and the reason i always say that i think you know the ign is such a playstation dominated site is because we speak, you know, we're obviously some of the most vocal people on the site. We're speaking to this audience, blah, blah, blah. And in a way, and I mean, this is, you know, probably a critique on journalism or whatever, game journalism. We're doing the marketing for Sony to that crowd, right? We talk to the people who would go buy those exclusives anyway, and we tell them what's good or what's bad. And it's one of those things, Sony doesn't ever try to reach outside of that bubble. I mean, that's why PlayStation All-Stars was the most popular game on IGN.com, beating out all the, all these other triple a multi-platform things this yeah, like one, Call of Duty and this stuff. one playstation exclusive is the thing everybody wants to talk about on ign but when you release that that doesn't equate to hey we have a you know gajillion units moving off the shelves 
Yeah, I agree. Bajillion. Bajillion. I mean, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, like when all these guys, everyone's like, it was we've like, been saying this forever. It's just, it's you go sad. back to episode one hundred and seventy-nine, but there's a similar conversation about this. You know, like, why do you have great studios like Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, Evolution, Polyphony, all these studios that you own? You pay their bills. You make that. You give them three, four years to make a game, and then you just shit it out onto a shelf, and no one knows it exists unless they read a website. That's just no wonder you don't make any money. Like it, it's it's not it's not like you know it's not like this isn't brain surgery. It, I don't I don't understand. You have to spend money to make it back. Yeah, it and, seems like if they were if they could close and this is you know you know I I've said before I don't know business all that well and I'll stand by that statement. But if we're closing studios, it, you'd like to see that money roll back into marketing, right? If you could see, but that then again that's me talking as if us three started a. a a video game studio or a video game publisher, right? Whereas Sony is this multi-arm tentacle beast that's got PlayStation over here, but then Sony Electronics, and then there's Sony Japan, and there's Sony Europe, and then there's Sony America, and uh, you don't know how where all that money goes, how that all gets shuffled. Yeah, back. I mean, it's it's confusing. I will say this, that, like, Sony's just made a, a series of very confusing mistakes. Now, shutting Big Big was okay. Like, Pursuit Force was cool, but, uh, you know, that's a small studio. It sucks that, you know, people had to kind of move on from that studio. You shut Zipper, who clearly could have and would have and probably was most capable to, to develop your first-person shooters. That's ended up sucking. Um, and then you close down, uh, you know, uh, Sony Liverpool. All this money's in the ether. Plus, you know, every every game you develop in the second party just shuts a studio down. So you think all this money would just co- kind of cycle towards maybe PlayStation also. You'd be like, let's really get behind this game. Let's sell, let's sell this game, you know? Instead, you have an ad with a, with a burlap sack and a huge dude and a guy with a red controller with no gameplay on it and everyone's like oh okay cool let's buy this game <laughs> I, I just i don't uh, like you know I, I don't think you have to go you know have a have a, a business degree to know that that's a little whacked out but whacked out and it's just infuriating was there no gameplay in that or was it just the end of some snippets no i think it was there was no gameplay okay, in it. okay. no i'm no. not gonna argue I the, the, the european ads were much better than the ones we had here with them playing on the couch and stuff like that like yeah, that yeah. was awesome ad um, it just you know it frustrates me not because I really you know Sony is a business and they can do whatever they want but uh, it doesn't affect me but um, it's just infuriating because the games are good and uh, and they don't sell and it's it's like it sucks when you're like you're talking about Sly Cooper and you're getting all these tweets well I have no idea this game even came out today. I don't know snuck on the shelves just like Sly might it's like well yeah that's very clever it's very Sly true <laughs> sneaks on the store and, and show. like Kasarai Kaz, CEO the, the, the fake Kasarai Twitter account is fake like, stop thinking he's yeah, real yeah I love when people tweet and are like do you see what Kaz said he said it's gonna, PlayStation 4 is going to be $600 I'm like oh my god um, but uh, yeah like he's spot on all the time like he just makes fun of them in such a succinct way that's like always spot on to like the problem of the, of the time and the problem is not the games the problem is the marketing sure and yeah. play, and you better be very afraid of how PlayStation Four is going to perform if you keep this crap up. You know. Well, it seems in a way, right? They're sticking to a model that got them through. It's it, we always talk about how they made these pro, these uh, calculated mistakes going into the PS3 era, right? From PS2, PS2, they had obviously good commercials on the air as yeah. well. And PS1. But I think yeah, exactly. But I think maybe they got lackadaisical off that, and that's the one part that never really caught up. No right? bravado. They, yeah, they never really caught up to the fact that we need to advertise, we need to do this, we need to show people why they need to buy our game. The PS3 was a disaster. I mean, the, the launch of the PS3 was a disaster. And you think that they would learn... Crying Baby? Yeah, you know, PS9, the Crying Baby, like, the, the the PS9 commercials were so bizarre. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And, like, you can't just say the things they were saying and doing the things they were doing, and it's just like, oh, it's PlayStation, you're going to buy it. Give so. no context to what's happening. Yeah, it's there. like, okay, and then it takes, like, all of these years for them to finally gain parity, and they could, like, take off if they just you know marketed it i guess like i just don't 
you know, if you read IGN and you see, you know, and you're reading these stories, then you already know these games exist. But, man, I'm telling you, there's lots of people out there that don't know these games exist that would love to know that they exist. Um, and there were, you know, maybe Starhawk was destined to fail commercially, but I'm, games like Twisted Metal certainly weren't. Sure. So, Twisted Metal was a lot of fun, too. That was a shame. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my rant. I'm sorry. Colin says we don't know what Sony's putting out. We don't know what anything's putting out. I don't know what that means. Where could I go to find out what has now been put out by anything? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all their platforms by the IGN editors. At retail, uh, Dead Space 3 is out for PlayStation 3. We gave it a 7.8. Uh, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time is out for PlayStation 3. We gave that an 8.0. I did. Suck it, Dead Space. Uh, on Vita... Uh, you can download Sly 4 digitally mm-hmm. um, for $27, I think. But if you download the digital version of the PS3 version, you get both for free. So yeah, be very careful PS3 when you do that. Buy the PS3 version. Yeah. Um, you do not get – does not go the other way around. I think a lot of people learn that with PlayStation All-Stars. does not go the other way around. Uh, on PSN, uh, Fist of the North Star uh, 2, Ken's Rage, Mensa Academy, and a Sly Cooper minigame collection called Bentley's Hack Pack is out. And that is also available for Vita. Dead Space 3 and Sly 4, again, are available digitally. Um, so you can download them at will. I hear Sly 4 is 16 point something gigs. So have fun downloading that. Um, but it is $40, which is awesome. I, don't, I think they're testing something here. So this is smart. And if maybe they, God forbid, to put a commercial on TV and say I know, that, right? Whew, could you imagine if anyone knew that it cost $40? A commercial? Two, two games for $40. PlayStation. Yeah. You know, just it could be a 15-second ad. Yeah. That's all it has to be. Remember Sly Cooper? He's bad. We should do it. We should just do the ads. Just a camera on us. You guys dressed up really crappy Like I said, it couldn't possibly be any worse than what's going on right now. So it would be impossible for me to make an ad that is worse. The pause before possibly made that sentence, the delivery on that so good. It couldn't. I could take, I could put a video camera in your bathroom if you're taking a shit. Right? Jesus Christ. And then washing your hands and then just put PlayStation at the end of it and it would sell more copies of PlayStation All Stars than that out of their ad. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> unexpected, I guess. I don't know. More copies. You think so? I mean, <laughs> that, that commercial has more to do with the game. Because you take a. Because you're pooping? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, all I, I know Greg Miller. I don't know who this burlap sack guy is, but. <laughs> I know Greg Miller. <laughs> um, so you enjoyed Sly Cooper? Yeah, it's, great. Great. it's a great game. I'm very early in it, and I'm not even in my retail copy as far as we played in that live stream mm-hmm. we played for two hours. But I've, I enjoy that game. I'm looking forward to sitting down and actually getting through it. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's right at home on PS3. I still think it is strange on the Vita, but it's cool that you can that you can play it on the Vita. It's got some forced motion controls, which I think is like I don't ends, know why right? you would do that. Uh, yeah, Both with the six axis. Yeah, yeah six axis and all. Yeah, um, it's cool, but like you you don't. No one wants that. Yeah, uh, in 2013. Um, but I think I give Sansara a lot of credit. I love the story about how they made the game. I think it worked out beautifully for them. Um, I think the ending of the game is really cool, and I'm excited for people to start beating it so they can see and uh, be excited like I am. Uh, and I like that, you know, I made a video today. It should be on IGN. It should be on YouTube uh, about Cross Save, which is so much better than Sound Shapes, for instance, did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is it better than Sound Shapes? What is it? Do? It's just instantaneous. Like, if you go to Cross Save, the Cross Save option on PS3, and just select it to send it to the cloud, it takes like a second to do it yeah so um it's pretty cool uh it's a fun game it's so charming like sly and bentley and murray are just amazing characters they're, they're yeah. just amazing characters the the dialogue is beautifully written beautifully executed the voice acting is great uh you know the, the game doesn't look awesome i don't think um but uh it's a nice evolution of the ps2 sly cooper games in terms of looks See, and what do you think of gameplay this is because this is my preview remember when i was playing it is that this totally took me back to playing a ps2 game mm-hmm. but 
that obvious it is now 2013. I actually looked at the clock, by the way, to check the year, so I'm in a great spot. Mm. But, you know, that it, I don't know how that would play to a 2013 crowd. The whole jump, hit, circle, land, you know what I mean? Like, Infamous makes everything so easy to do right. now. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely plays like an old Sly Cooper game, and that's kind of one of the things that resonated with me in the review when I talked about it was um, Sly is old, right? But so is Ratchet and so is Jack. And you think about those three games, Jack and Dexter, and you think about these three games, these three series kind of going together. And Sly Cooper playing the fourth game reminds me that Sly Cooper as a character and even in a game style is still relevant. And I'm not sure you can say that about Ratchet or Jack. And I'm not sure like what – like Jack's just disappeared. I, I mean – And Ratchet I think has just changed. You know, I, We talk about this all the time. I definitely think you can't say it about Ratchet. And this, whenever we get into this talk, right, where we start talking about Jack, Ratchet, usually not so much Sly – I always credit Naughty Dog for at the onset of this generation saying we're going to do something different. And Insomniac saying we will too with Resistance, obviously, but we're going to keep doing Ratchet. And to the point of that, I think Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time, is the best Ratchet game. However, it's another game that came out and people were so burned out on Ratchet that I don't think as many people played it and loved it as should have. Right. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I think that in terms of characters, in terms of charm, there's a charm to Ratchet and Clank. I'm like, if you go back and play the first one, like, they don't like each other and stuff. It's like a weird game. Like, I know that that was one of the things they tried to address in the sequel. Like, robot, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember, I think it was Ted Price saying, like, we made them like each other more. Like, it was a problem with people that, like, they, like, Ratchet was mean to Clank, you know, in the first game. And I don't think a lot of people remember that or I know that. that no. Um, and... You know, with Jack, I was never crazy about Jack and Axe. I only played the first one. I'm like, this is okay. I'm not, I wasn't crazy about it. Sly Cooper always did it for me. Like, I, I, because I think the characters are really cool, and yeah. I like that it's like I said in the review, it's a game that doesn't emphasize combat. You can play the entire game without fighting anything, unless you're unless you're in a boss battle or like very specific missions. Um, it's about slinking around and robbing things. Now, like jumping towards something and then quickly pressing circle to like spire on top of something is is old. Um, and it's going to look and feel weird. And I think the 3D platformer, the cartoony 3D platformer, doesn't exist anymore. But um, I'll just say that I wouldn't be surprised to see more Sly Cooper. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's uh, no time for Topic of the Week. Topic of the Week is going to be reader mail. We're already down to 10 minutes before our next meeting, everybody. Holy jeez. Will oh, writes in. Jesus. Will writes into to IGN.com and says, Hey, Beyond Crew. Hello. Kills on Mercenary looks great. Colin. Mm. We've played Kills on Mercenary. We have. We haven't really talked that much about it because we were doing other stuff. Yep. We got back, emergency podcast, and OMGs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kills on Mercenary is great, though. Yeah, I'm it t- is. I mean, I, I, we were, I wrote a preview when we were at the event, a video preview of it should go on IGN and YouTube today. Um, you I, what? Hmm? What's that, YouTube? YouTube, yeah. It's, no, a, web, it's, it's a website. Google, thing. the other company, Google owns it, and it's the thing where you watch videos. Got it. Um, it's really good. Now, I'm saying that like I'm tempering it because we thought Resistance was really good, too. I, I, don't never, think we, I never said that. Well, I did. The, I know you did. The parts of the game, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive about this. I have to look into it. The parts of the game I played at Gamescom when the game was revealed were not in the final game. That's interesting. Yeah, but I have to check into that because I was, I was thinking about that recently. I fought a specific enemy that is not in the game. Yeah. So I don't know like how, how – like, I have to kind of think about that and look into that. Mercenary but, I'm excited for. And it, it looks great. I don't, it, and that's one of those things people who listen to the show know I'm, I'm a hard sell on a first-person shooter. Loved Killzone 2, but Killzone 3 didn't work for me. This felt more like Killzone 2. St- I think it's too heavy. I think he's way heavier than he was in Killzone. Really? T- yeah, 2, which I hope it is. It is heavy. It is heavy. I mean, like, it just felt like so sluggish <laughs> when you weren't running. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, get, I described it when I talk about it to people that it felt like the gravity was up by, like, 3. And it was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> coming at people. But like the melee stuff was fun. I still, it's not as annoying. The touchscreen, like I'm gonna, you know, swipe to slash or whatever. I wish it wasn't there, but whatever. Yeah, it gets. You know, it's not surprising that it's a little gimmicky with the touch controls, considering a first party studio worked on it. But that same reason is why I'm confident that the game will be good because a first party studio is working on it, and they understand the hardware. Gorilla 
is a great studio and Guerrilla Cambridge, who is formerly Sony Cambridge, is making the game, so they have a good relationship with each other. Sony Cambridge worked on Killzone 2 and Killzone 3 in terms of multiplayer maps, so they're familiar with this series. What's most interesting about Mercenary is that it is running on the Killzone 3 engine. And so anyone that tells you that the Vita isn't powerful... Think again, because we saw we saw too. dev kits hooked up to Vita dev kits hooked up to the TV, and it looked like a fucking PlayStation Three game. So it's unbelievable how beautiful it is. Yeah. It, it makes the nihilistic shooters look like trash in terms of graphical fidelity, and um, if that wasn't the problem with those games, unfortunately, but it's just another another thing to look forward to. And and I love the the integrated system of multiplayer and single player and right. contracts and how you're, you're always making money. Yeah, you have one bank account. You're always making money. You're making money for everything. You make it money for a kill. You get you got a headshot or a double kill. You get more money. You stealth scour. Kill. Yeah. yeah, stealth kills. You scour a body for ammo. You get you money. mercy kill. That was my favorite. Yeah. Like when you shoot somebody in the legs or whatever, and they'd be down, and you could walk up and then have a prompt to kill them. Mercy kill. Them. And if you did it, you got you got money for it. It's very cool. It's a very cool game. Um, yeah. and, and and people that listen to this podcast for a long time know I'm not a huge Killzone fan. Beat Killzone two, Killzone three. Wasn't wild about it. Always thought Resistance was better. Um, but there's something special about the way Killzone plays. And while I don't care much about that environment, what about those characters? Um, and the Hellgast Seven. and the ISA and stuff like that. They're not in it. Right. Aaron Danner, I think, is the main character's name, and he's right. a mercenary. He's fighting for both sides. Um, and Killzone was always really special the way it played, and I think that that transcends. This is the game that Vita needs, I think. Um, who knows if anyone will care. But Funny you bring that up, because what Will's writing in to say is that you know on Wednesday they announced the release date, September 17th. Then Thursday, the day after the news is released, Rockstar says GTA V is coming the same day. <laughs> Will asks, do you think this will impact Killzone sales? It seems like every time a major Vita game is released, it's overshadowed by a major console game. Is the Vita destined to be overshadowed, or do you think parallel release dates with major console games have little impact on sales due to different audiences? I think that Killzone probably won't sell well either way, so I'm not sure that it really matters, but I think that they'd be very smart to release it earlier. Yeah, um, I agree with that for sure. Like August. It's one of those things where when we we're just talked about how you know we're preaching to this PlayStation audience and they're so receptive. I think the people who are super jazzed for a Killzone game are going to buy Killzone and Grand Theft Auto at the same time. There are the people out there who don't have that much money, right, that need to make a choice. And in that case, yes, clearly I think GTA is going to win because it's going to be this experience that goes on and on for hours. I'm sure it's going to be epic and cinematic and so on and so forth. Um, but... In the same breath, I think there's still a market for Killzone. We talk about, yeah, how big is the Vita install base? How many people are going to know about Killzone? That's the other thing we're mm-hmm. taking for granted. How many people are the kind who are going to go to the store just for GTA and then are going to see Killzone out that day? Are going to see it on the shelf? Are going to be like, oh, man, I- I've been thinking about PlayStation Vita. I'm sure that I- they haven't announced a bundle, but I'm sure there'll be a bundle. Yeah, I mean, people make good points, and I think it's true that the attach rate of good software on Vita is actually really high when you take into account the how many people own the console. You know, you would assume that the number might be for Uncharted, for instance, like one in eight before PlayStation Plus, by the way, came like because there are a few games and the people that own a Vita are so tuned into the PlayStation ecosystem that they know everything's coming out. So yeah. with that said, Killzone can sell a half a million copies like pretty easily. But I just because like everyone's like, well, the hell else am I supposed to play? You know, uh, <laughs> my life sucks. What do I do? I haven't bought a game since Soul Sacrifice or whatever. I mean, there's like four games. Coming Ooh, out. Soul Sacrifice. Um, mm. So I think in that sense, like Killzone will probably be like a profitable game and they probably don't have to advertise it at all. But I. I like I said, I think they'd be very smart to get that game out earlier, just because I think with Grand Theft Auto V, with me, for instance, I'd play Kills on Mercenary like ruthlessly if I, if that game came out in its in a vacuum with sure, that. Sure, sure. But if it's coming out the same day as Grand Theft Auto V, you are shit out of luck. I won't be playing that game until like 2014, probably. So, um, and I think that you know even dedicated Vita gamers like me and you and Clements. No, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like Vita. Uh, I think I, that, I think you're they four firm, firmware is behind. I think they feel the same way. GTA V is going to be everyone's game. You know, so gotcha. How excited on a scale from one to ten? Number 10 being most excited. GTA 5? GTA 5. 10. Like, through the roof. 10. Yeah, through, through the roof. The roof. Yeah. So it would be an 11. Rockstar. Are we 20 points? They're, ma- they're, ma- they're masters. 
100 point. Oh my god. I'll say for me 87. Nice. 8.7. That's high. Yeah, I'm, I'm high. I yeah. know, I, I'm I love GTA games. Yeah. I'm excited for me too. It. from what I saw, from what I got to see them play, it looks really good. Here's my concern is that I feel like we haven't and granted, usually they are, you know, hush-hush about their games and stuff. I felt like G- for GTA 4, we had seen more of the game by now, which makes me wonder if they're actually going to hit the September 17th release date period. Mm. Will that get pushed again? I don't know. They are being really, like, overly See, quiet, for when sure. It, it seems weird for a studio like that that don't care when, you know, when they announce information, right? Why would they give a release date if they weren't confident that they could hit it? True. Yeah, that's true. true. Like, if I, was, if I was Rockstar, I would wait until the studio was done north or whatever was done, and then I'd be like, it's coming out in two weeks. And I'm not sure that, and I'm not sure, you know, we have our production going, everyone, and I'm not sure that would affect sales at all. People are like, holy shit. Suddenly commercials are on TV. They have a huge marketing campaign, billboards, all these things comes out this day. Like, I don't think that that would affect sales at all. So you're right in the sense that that's like one of the very unique games where you don't have to build it up at all. You don't have to release anything about the game at all. You just say it's in, it's in, it exists, exists, it's coming out when it's ready. It exists, and then, it exists. And then, and then in two weeks before a game comes out, here's your first trailer. The game's coming out on PS3 and Xbox 360 in two weeks. It'll sell 15 million copies. You know? So it's, that's a very unique case. Very unique case. Um, I also want to ask you guys, when, where is our meeting at? It's oh, right over there. Right over okay. there. It's right here? City, isn't it? Oh, right over there. Okay. I just want to make sure that we get to it. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 279. Remember, Podcast Beyond posts every Tuesday on your favorite podcast service, but IGN keeps the bills on. So please come to IGN.com, watch keeps our videos. Keeps the bills on? Just everybody fuck off. <laughs> All right? How about that? <laughs> Take that phone of yours and shave it up your ass. <laughs> right. There's a lot of ass imagery today. So much yeah. ass imagery. I think that's uh, that's where the number one hypothetical abortion podcast and <laughs> ass imagery podcast. <laughs> IGN.com keeps the lights on. <laughs> so come here, watch our videos, read our articles, have some fun, and follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. No taxation is Colin Moriarty, the pro- pride of Long Island, the prong of Long Island. The prong of Long Island. <laughs> the prawn. The prong of Long Island. <laughs> you, you came out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if that's what a prong doesn't have arms. I don't think so. I thought it was like your antenna. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and Powerhouse can be found at Pwam Cider on the Twitter. Ryan Clements, take yes. me home. All right. We end every show with a song. So send us a song to beyond at IGN.com, just like Andrew did. Not Andrew Goldfarb. That would have been awesome. By the way, that would be confusing. Andrew writes, Beyond, I'd like to humbly submit this song to Powerhouse for the show's outro. It'd be so amazing if you guys played it. We go by Board with Four. That's B-O-R-E-D, Board with Four. And we're from Providence, Rhode Island. Look at that. The song is called Asterix. Asterisk. I just realized how difficult it is to say that word, by the way. Asterisk. 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 Turn some tricks with my asterisks. Woof. It's kind. I love this. Andrew writes, it's kind of a pop tune, I guess you could say. Anyway, people can check out this song and more at boardwith4.bandcamp.com. Thanks and beyond from Andrew. Well, Andrew, I'm going to play asterisk. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond! We are friends with an asterisk. All because of a story. I'm seeing stars, asterisk. We are friends with an asterisk. Seeing you tonight made my insides twist.
request This feels bizarre This is bizarre Asterisk Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.